Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, welcome to Roundtable, where we serve up piping hot debates on the issues that sizzle in China and beyond. I'm Niu Honglin. Coming up, as China embraces the digital age, the introduction of the medical insurance code or e-baoma marks a pivotal moment in healthcare's access. This transformative tool has not only simplified the medical journey for over a billion people, but also signals a new era of convenience and efficiency in patient care. And this move. Prompts us to explore further what other technological advancements are reshaping our healthcare experiences. For today's show, I'm joined by Xing Yu in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Now grab your virtual compass and follow us to the heart of the discussion. In an era where digital solutions are at the forefront of innovation, China's medical insurance code stands out as a beacon of progress, serving over one billion users. This digital transformation within hospitals and clinics across the nation invites us to delve deeper into the evolving dynamics of technology and healthcare, uncovering the myriad ways it's making healthcare more accessible and efficient. But first, just in case not everyone. Who's listening is super familiar with the know-how of seeking medical help here in China. Xingyu, can you first give us an overview? Typically, say if you are feeling a little bit under the weather and would like to go to the hospital, how would you proceed? Hmm. Okay. I think seeing a doctor in China has witnessed some kind of a lot of changes actually <laughs>、mm. over the past years, and especially I think in the past, seeing a doctor used to be a long journey. It easily can take you a whole day, and、uh, most of the time you're waiting in the hospital. Especially in my memory, I feel like. When you are visiting a hospital, it's usually packed with patients. It's really crowded, and、um, sometimes it's really hard to get all the procedures done. But commonly, when you visit a hospital in China, it usually takes several steps, including like you have to register at the counter, and then you will wait for your turn to see the doctor, and then probably do some. Checkups and examinations, and then the doctor will give you the prescription, and you pay the bill at the cashier. It's usually、uh, what people do in the past, but now with the digitization, we're seeing more efficient and quicker way of seeing a doctor. And for the registration part, you actually need your ID card or your medical insurance card to get registered. And for those who don't know, actually, the Chinese government has established this healthcare. Insurance system, in which medical fees are partly covered by the country, and、um, nowadays over ninety-five percent of、um, Chinese citizens they are covered by this healthcare insurance system, and it's benefiting more than one point three billion people. Okay. So actually, getting to see a doctor in China、uh, requires you to first of all understand which doctor, which department are you going to visit. And when you're in the hospital, maybe you can ask staff in the hospital to help you with that if you are not quite clear about、mm-hmm. that. And then you have to wait in the line, get the registration. But luckily, most of the time, you would be. Getting a number for the day that you're actually in the hospital, so you don't have to go to the hospital to make an kind of like a, an appointment for some other day. It's usually on the same day, so you wait for several. 
sometimes minutes, sometimes hours, and to see the doctor. I was wondering what's the situation in the UK because we know that in some other countries, an appointment several days or even several weeks ahead is necessary. Yeah, well, in the United Kingdom, where I'm from, we do not have a system exactly like this one. And in the UK, we have the National Health Service. And we also have private healthcare systems as well, but the National Healthcare Service is the biggest one. And this has been implementing quite a lot of digital initiatives, but it's not the same as the one that we're talking about today. Um, for example, services like online appointment bookings, which have been around for quite a long time now, um, things uh, such as prescription refills online, access to medical records through platforms like the NHS app um, and things like this. Uh, there is a push towards digitizing um, things like patient records. And I guess maybe at some point we'll see something like what is happening in China. But right now, um, there is nothing like this. Um, I think also in the US, there's a similar trend. Of course, the healthcare industry is becoming more digital um, and there are more digital solutions. Um, but the US is a completely different story on its own compared to my own country. It's much more fragmented um, due to its private healthcare systems and, of course, having um, many different states with many different internal structures. So, um, yeah, I think although there's not a unified medical insurance digital code like the one that we're seeing being developed in China, I think both the UK and US and other Western countries have been using technology and are pushing towards digitizing themselves. Yes. Actually, here in China, before the medical insurance code is being used by the majority of people here, we did already have the uh, access to make an appointment online and mm, to, sure. yes, to figure out or to check the uh, results of certain medical checkups online. We had that already. But what's the significance of the medical insurance code? Or at least let's start by how to use it exactly. Mm. To be honest, I think I, I haven't used it or I probably have used it once or twice while I was seeing a doctor in the hospital. Um, I think for me, I am more used to this physical medical insurance card. But nowadays, since 2019, the digital code was launched and um, provinces and places across the country, they are promoting the use of digital code in a way that it can help you. It actually is the same as the physical card. Mm. So you don't you don't have need to, to bring it. Yeah, anymore. you don't have to bring it anywhere you go. You just you need your phone. And um, through apps like Alipay, WeChat, or even a bank app, you can easily get registered and pay the bill and check your medical checkups and, um, and other information easily via your phone. So that's convenient. And um, I've been thinking for emergent situations where you have to like go to the hospital immediately and you don't have the card with you. And like for most of the time for me, I am making an appointment in advance like days before so that I would remember to bring my card. But for some other cases, when you don't have the card with you, definitely the digital code is quite handy. Yes, actually, we know the National Healthcare Security Administration announced on November 24th, 2023, that over 1 billion people in China were using the code. Mm. And 31 provinces, autonomous regions, municipalities, and uh, all these different places have all supported the code for medical treatment and medicine 
purchase, and over 800,000 designated medical institutions have been connected with the code. For the loyal listeners of Roundtable, you might have already know that I have a kid. I've recently <laughs> been mom for a, of a one and a half year old boy. And the、mm. thing is, when I was doing all the checkups during my pregnancy, I was still using the physical card.、Yeah. It was not that complicated or that difficult. You bring the card with you, and you can still, like we mentioned,、uh, make an appointment, check、mm. all the results on your phone. But the thing is. Recently, when I was visiting the doctors for my kid and for myself, I realized I can't get access to the medical insurance code. Basically, from all different access. I mean, here in China, we use different apps. We have WeChat for our chatting with our friends usually,、mm-hmm. and we have Alipay mainly as the payment tool.、Yeah. And of course, there are other kinds of tools helping you with administration matters for different purposes. And The thing is, surprisingly, I can get to my personal medical insurance code through all these different portal, basically. So、mm-hmm. it does not really matter which app you prefer. You can basically have access to your medical insurance card, and not only your own card. Actually, you can also authorize the app to visit the code of your. Elder parents、mm-hmm. on your younger minor kid, so that it's getting really convenient.、Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I was wondering, how do we get there? Is there a development path of the code? Yeah. So I think the development of the digital medical insurance code can be traced back to as early as 2019. The research shows that the first social medical insurance code was activated in the city of Jinan in Shandong Province, so that's in the eastern part of China, and it marked the official start of the era for medical treatment and medical purchase with one code. So I think since 2019, the National Healthcare Security Administration launched the electronic medical insurance system, and the country is promoting. The services that allow for internet-based medical services to be covered by the country's medical insurance system, and also in 2020, the country officially introduced the use of electronic licenses and certificates for medical institutions, nurses, and doctors to regulate online medical providers. Especially during the time of COVID-19, I think it really stimulated the development of digital healthcare in China. Especially in 2021, the government launched the idea of Internet Plus Healthcare in China. So, in a way, I think the COVID-19 really stimulated the development of the digitization of medical care in China. Yes. So, Josh, I know you've been living in China for quite a few years. You're basically an insider, but I'd like you to step further back a little <laughs> bit and try to be an outsider of this whole situation and answer this question: Is it necessary to make everything online to make it digitalized? Like Xingyu has said, if you are visiting a doctor, making an appointment several days ahead, you probably would remember to bring your little card and. Is all this effort necessary for this stage, in your opinion? Well, I think that I am an outsider in the sense that whenever I've been to a hospital in China, I've been very confused, and just the size of them in comparison to the hospitals in my own country really overwhelm me. And、um, obviously, my Chinese level 
is is not fantastic and there's a lot of vocabulary that I've never used before and I really am quite overwhelmed by it so for me personally as a foreigner I I welcome the digitization of this um because it's going to make it much easier for me and I know that um as was quite rightly said just a moment ago I think that covid-19 pushed this digitization and also there were translations there was usually although not all the time, to be honest, there weren't perfect translations into English, not to complain about it. I'm very grateful that there was English there. But, you know, having that option as well is quite easy because it's it's a lot to ask. You know, you go into a hospital and I, of course, I do not expect any of these medical professionals to be able to speak English in the same way that I imagine if you came to the UK, um, you wouldn't expect uh, you know, a, a doctor to speak fluent Chinese to you. But when you have the digitization of an app, it does allow for that. At least you can instantly translate them into other languages. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a massive convenience for foreigners being in China as well, not just English, but any language, right? Um, so I think that's a big help for sure. Um, of course, there are some concerns, but I think most of the concerns with the digitization uh, really affect maybe those people who are in areas that lack certain technological um, apparatus or do not or aren't as particularly well um, you know they don't know how to use them as well or something mm -hmm. like this but for expats living abroad I think it's a great thing. Yeah, and then you mentioned something very important. And actually, I feel like a point that we should never neglect. That is for those who are not that adequate when it comes to technology, when it comes to the using of the digitalized version of all these services. For example, those from a relatively humble background or especially the elder generation. Yeah. For them, being able to use the technology means that you need to provide them with a the possibility with the service with their version with to start with a bigger letter version and also make the process relatively simplified streamlined and we are very happy to see that to make up for the shortcomings in the digital development for life services we have plans to improve the digital elderly care and disability assistance applications and services imagine someone who's having problem seeing things it will be hard for them if in the future we are making everything digitalized but luckily we see that putting things online is only a supplement instead of a replacement of the physical card so that could be something to keep in mind and in in the meantime, I was wondering, is digitalization of medical care, medical services in the UK taking into consideration the need of the people with, let's say, elder people or people with special needs? Well, in some ways, yeah. I'm the NHS app, which I'll, I'll be honest, I'm only reasonably familiar with because I've been living abroad for the best part of the last 12 years. And so I haven't actually been using the NHS app that much. But I do know that these apps um, are, they do offer some services. You can, for example, you could, they have helplines and things like this where you can call up. Um, and I think something which you can do, I think just internally on your mobile interface, like change the size of the text and things like this. But to be honest, aside from that, although of course having access to uh, persons over the phone and things like this is very helpful, can be very helpful. Other than that, I think there is still 
this big digital divide, which is not just a problem that we see in the medical industry, right? It's anything really to do with the internet. And we know that so many things these days are going onto the cloud, things like banking, finance, um, just the way we go about our work, um, you know, all sorts of things are going online these days. And there is a big issue with especially elderly people getting left behind with this digital divide. So this problem, of course, is going to exist in the healthcare industry as well. And it, it definitely, that is a problem in the UK. Yeah. I remember when I visit the hospital, I think for younger generations like me, we would find it really convenient and easy to use the kiosk you know, the self-service uh, equipments in the hospital. But I would always notice some of the elderly people, they would feel really puzzled. They don't know what to do with this machine. And there would be like staff or volunteers standing beside and uh, helping, them. Yeah, helping them to figure out how to register or pay the bills. So I think in the long term, not just we are seeing a greater or quicker development of technology or digital tech being adopted in the medical care industry, but also we desperately need to educate the elderly people and provide necessary help to offer them a greater convenience when they see a doctor. And that's also uh, what the country is doing. We have this people-centric or patient-centric uh, scheme. So I think that's also what the policymakers they are having in their mind. Mm, and when we are discussing this, um, we are providing the points that uh, this is getting convenient. If you do not have your card, you can still use the medical card code service just to replace the physical card. But actually for some people who are actually in urgent need of medical service, actually with that code, they'll be able to use the credit or the amount of money in their card. And in an emergency situation, it will take out the financial burden from their shoulder really effectively. That is why this is being very welcome among patients, for sure. And at the same time, when we talk about the digitalization in the healthcare service, in the healthcare industry, it's definitely more than just this convenience of this code. Actually, we see a lot of other implications. And actually, we've talked about it on Roundtable. For example, with the development of artificial intelligence, we see diagnosis or we see artificial intelligence assisted diagnosis and we see doctors being able to help patients from a long distance and what are some other applications that draws your attention or make you feel wow wow yeah um I think one of the wows is what we've talked about, like the patients, we don't need to go to the counter or the registration or cashier to get the things done. <laughs> Usually it's time consuming, but now we can check in quickly and wait for our appointment by scanning just a barcode at the department. And also we're seeing the medical records, they're going digital. So in the past, we need a little Record brochure. Record brochure so that the doctor can write down the prescriptions or write down your symptoms on the little brochure. But nowadays, everything is going digital. So you don't need to bring anything physical and you can just check your medical results anytime via your phone. And also, like you said, the AI 
Integration is a key milestone in China's digital healthcare revolution, and we are seeing some of the AI-assisted CT reading systems. They can evaluate pictures with a remarkable accuracy rate in just a few seconds. So these are all helping with the medical checkups. Well, I think something that amazes me, and something that is starting to be integrated between sort of standard healthcare and also the private industry, and also the fashion industry, is like wearable technologies. And I mean, this can, on the fashion side of things, this could be something like <laughs> an Apple Watch or a Fitbit.、Mm. But also, there have been devices like this that have been digitally, you know, connected to. I don't know somewhere in a hospital where if somebody has an emergency, maybe with their heart or、um, something like this, they can wear things that will alert somebody if it happens. I think that there's also some device、um, for persons if they have a seizure or something.、Um, anyway, I think this this industry is really developing right and becoming huge to the point where some of these smartwatches, these wearable devices, they don't just monitor things like heart rate; they can do a lot more than that, right? Calories and、um, I think eventually this is going to be able to monitor a lot more. So for me, just to pick out one thing, I think wearable devices. I think it really amazes me, and I think it's something that's going to develop a lot in the near future. I think that is a really good point. Actually,、mm-hmm. I once visited this elder's home, and apparently, a lot of their services rely on the digitalization and.、Um, Long distance monitoring of these, let's say, their clients living in their homes.、Mm-hmm. Not only are they wearing all these wearable devices to monitor their heart rate, their blood pressure, and everything. Actually,、uh, the floor they adopt in the homes, as well as the sofa, as well as all these different kinds of devices are linked to the internet. So they can not only monitor the health condition of their clients, but also the living habits. For example, are they staying in In the sofa and watching TV for too long for that day. Do they need to start exercising a little bit? What is their routine of cleaning the house? Is the cleaning of the house giving their certain joints too much pressure? And all that can be monitored. But of course, when it comes to these kind of services, we think about the protection of our private data, of privacy, and also the correct use of big data in this sense. But I am always very optimistic when it comes to the development of technology. I agree that there are definitely risks and challenges. Yet I would definitely like to embrace all these changes and like to believe that the brighter future is there, at least waiting for me for my. Silver hair years, <laughs> and as China looks to the future, the cold's role in shaping a more efficient, accessible, and patient-friendly healthcare system is undeniable. The continued enhancement and expansion of the medical insurance code and similar digital health initiatives will undoubtedly play a crucial role in realizing the version of a connected and holistic healthcare ecosystem.